0: It's time to get up. Danny and Kate are back on the radio. That's why they get up in the morning. Nothing says good morning like a drunken human alarm clock. Sit back and relax. They will entertain you for the next four hours. It's Danny and Kate, and the show starts now. Danny and Kate show good morning to you. Thank you for being with all of us today, me and my beautiful wife. Well, later on in the show, we're going to talk to Darlene. Darlene is a family friend. We've known her for um, years now. And she tested positive for COVID-19. She's 56 years old. I asked her if I can get her permission to say her age, right? (laughs) Uh, 56 years old. She doesn't really have any pre-existing conditions. She does um, have um, one pre-existing condition. And I I forget the name of it. Do you remember the name of it? You said that your brother had it or something.
1: Oh, oh, uh...
0: Now it's not in my brain. Hold yeah, right. Um, I don't know.
1: Epstein bar.
0: Epstein Barr. That's what she had. Um, and she talks about how she caught it. She was in New Orleans. She talks about how it affected her and her other friends that also caught it as well. I think it's an interesting story because she would be someone you would consider having a mild case of it. And still going about her business until she really got tested Mm -hmm. and how easy it is and how, you know, when people talk about the face mask issue, this is exactly what they're talking about. Because if you have a face mask on and that way it can prevent you from spreading it and God bless her, Um, you know, she did, she was very proactive and decided just to start staying home when she didn't feel good. Um, and she she even said something at, in the uh, interview, which you'll hear later on in the show, that hopefully this will change the flu, too. Because, you know, the flu does still kill k- about 60,000, 70,000 people a year. Right. And she said, you know, I was always the type of person that I'd take some day quill, night quill, go about my day. And she goes, I'm not going to be that person anymore. When I feel sick, I'm going to stay home. Yeah. And I think that as a society, we've done that a lot. Where I have a cold, I'm still going to go out, I'm still going to live my life
1: yeah people still go to work they yeah. still send their kids to school and i mean that's a whole another problem of you know our our infrastructure and the way america set up isn't really garnered towards people being able to take days off and you know what i mean but that's a whole separate issue
0: yeah so we'll you know we'll talk to her and uh later on in the show ask all the important questions what does it feel like were you scared what was the testing like You know, what was your process? What happened? You know, everything you would want to know from someone who's going through this. Well, it's all we have. It's shut down. You know, I even asked her, do you feel better now knowing that you've already caught it and now you can go about your day? And she said yes and no, because uh, yeah, I've already caught it. And now I've, you know, built up an immunity to it, but just this strand. So who knows how many strands there are and is there going to be a COVID season like the flu? Is there going to be a flu season, a COVID season? Is this going to be something that's part of our normal lives every day? And we've talked about this. That's what I think. Over and over again, that this is going to be part of something we just deal with on a regular basis, um, yearly, if not bi-yearly. And we're going to have to figure out some sort of medicines to help you get through it. Um, and it's going to be like the flu where you're going to have a death rate and hopefully it's not as high as it is now. Um, but yeah, so we'll tell you about that. That's coming up later on in the show. Plus we're going to talk about other things as well. Get you caught up from a very long weekend of sports. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There was no sports this weekend. Uh, we're just going to talk about other stuff. So stick around.
1: It's Danny and Kate.
0: Danny and Kate on your morning drive good morning to you so celebrities that caught the coronavirus and that are doing okay Pink came out and said her and her three-year-old son caught the coronavirus Mm I
1: saw Um,
0: that yeah she said she had the coronavirus it sounds like her three-year-old son Jameson did too luckily her family was able to weather the storm in an Instagram post Pink said quote two weeks ago my three-year-old son Jameson and I were showing symptoms of COVID-19 Fortunately, our primary care physician had access to tests and I tested positive. My family was already sheltering at home and continued to do so for the last two weeks. Following the instructions of our doctor just a few days ago, we were retested and now thankfully we are negative. Pink went on to say it is absolute travesty that testing isn't widely available in the United States, adding that it is necessary to quote, protect our children, our families and our friends and communities. She also announced she's donating $1 million to healthcare workers on the front lines. God bless her for that one. Um, and she's right. I did, there was a story I read yesterday, which is, I don't even know what this means, but a tiger in the New York Zoo, did you see this? Uh-uh. Tested positive for it.
1: Why would they be testing a tiger for it?
0: I, the Their story that came back is the tiger wasn't feeling well and was acting lethargic. So they said, you know, is it possible that this could go into animals? Because everything's been saying, no, it can't go back into animals. So they tested it and it tested positive. So the argument has been now online, well, how come they can test a lion, but they can't test humans? Right. And the other part of it says is, well, if it goes into animals and comes back out again, doesn't it change and become a different different virus? And they said yes. It would
1: have had to have changed to go into the animal. It would have
0: to have changed to go back into an animal again.
1: Well, but maybe not because it's a mammal? I don't know. We're mammals. Yeah, so it's possible.
0: So again, that's just part of the long lines of... Things we don't know.
1: It'll be a while till we know
0: anything. Uh, Tom Dempsey, the historic New Orleans Saints place kicker, died after battling the coronavirus. He was 73 over the weekend. Patricia Bosworth, Hollywood actress, uh, she was uh, during the Hollywood golden age, died of complication of the coronavirus. She was 86 years old today. CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin announced Friday that she has tested positive for the coronavirus. She said she has chills, aches, and a fever, but she's doing okay. She said, quote, I've been social distancing, doing all the things I were being told to do, and I still got it. No underlying condition. She's healthy. She said, honestly, I feel like one of the lucky ones. I look forward to being back on the TV and seeing you guys again real soon.
1: Isn't it weird that there are less than, like, 200,000? wait, What are we at right now? There's less than 300,000 cases. I know that.
0: Oh, in America? Yeah.
1: But but somehow, like, all of these, like, notable people still have them in that small amount comparative to the United States. And
0: is, that's the argument that's been it's 336 total cases, 36,000. Okay, 36, so just over. And that's been the argument that a lot of people have had, and I'm glad you brought that we're up. We're
1: seeing it left and right, yet we only have that many cases? That's crazy. Well,
0: the argument's been, how come celebrities and basketball players seem to be able to get tested whenever they want? But the average person um, has to fight for it, right? Yeah. Seems very, very interesting. And we'll tell you about that when we talk to Darlene later on in the show about the fight she had to put up just to get tested for herself because she's not a basketball player or a celebrity as well. Um, other celebrities that are doing okay. Elton John putting up $1 million to help prevent people with HIV from getting COVID-19. It's obviously not a good thing. Jimmy Kimmel and Jennifer Aniston are giving $10,000 dollar post gift cards to a nurse who got coronavirus. They're also giving gift cards away to nurses on their floor as well. Adam Sandler, Howie Mandel, and other comics raised more than $300,000 for struggling comedians during the online charity called Laugh Aid. Tom Brady is donating 10 million meals to people in need. That was according to Tom Brady's Uh, thing. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson delivered 120 tacos to healthcare workers at a local hospital, but not before Miley gave Cody a buzz cut, so he has a buzz cut. I interviewed uh, Cody Simpson before. Very mellow guy.
1: He was young when you met him. He was still a teenager, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was a little kid. Real mellow. He made it famous off of just doing videos on YouTube. Uh, Astros pitcher, pitcher Justin Verlander is donating his weekly paychecks to the coronavirus effort. Uh, Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Israel is donating $10,000 n 95 masks. He said, I just procured $10,000 n 95 masks. I'm passing them along to the Indiana State Department of Health, uh, urgently needing them. How did he get $10,000 n 95 masks?
1: I don't know. I
0: guess when you're rich, you can get what you want. Um, so there you go. That's the celebrities update of what they're up to. When we come back... We're going to give you seven tips to keep your relationship intact during the crisis because people are divorcing and fighting like there's no tomorrow. I want to tell you about something me and my wife accomplished over the weekend. I'm very proud of that. So we'll tell you about that coming up.
1: It's Danny and Kate.
0: Danny and Kate on your morning drive. So lots of people are getting divorced right now. The divorce filings are stacking up because people How just... are
1: people filing when all the courthouses are closed? That's what I wanna know. Well,
0: you can do a lot of it online now. Like, let's say, for instance, I called my lawyer friend last week, um, uh, 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 never mind. <laughs> so and they funny. say- <laughs> So funny, you got
1: jokes over there today.
0: I got jokes. Um, so no, but you really can. You can do it over the phone. You don't have to be there and you can file stuff in there. Well,
1: but the papers have to be physically filed by somebody.
0: Yeah, they physically mail it to you. You physically sign it and you physically mail it back.
1: I mean into the court system. Yeah,
0: well, that's where the attorneys come in. They I,
1: you're not hearing me. The courts are closed.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they're holding on to them until they open up again. <laughs> so they get, they're getting it. They're ducks in a row. Uh, so here you go. Seven tips to keep your relationship intact during the crisis. Are you ready for this? hmm Number seven, learn to laugh together. It may be hard, but try to laugh. Try to put down the, uh, the, the the sad stuff. So try to laugh together at some point. Six, be willing to hit pause on a fight. Things can spiral out of control when you're cooped up together. So take a break, cool off for 30 minutes. Try to stay flexible at number five. Plan out your week. Uh, number four, don't forget about making whoopie. A survey last week found that only 13% of Americans are having whoopie during the outbreak. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is
1: the 1950s. You and your whoopie.
0: <laughs> you know, having a little hagen dos.
1: Why was that the go-to next phrase? No,
0: because it's it's good. Who doesn't okay. like a good pint of hagen dos? Alrighty. <laughs> of Americans Let me just put that math That means 87% of Americans Are not having whippersnaps right now Who
1: are these people Sharing this information
0: I don't know I wouldn't want to share that information I've
1: never been surveyed on anything But there's a survey for freaking everything
0: Yeah So uh, it's all done by uh, Nielsen too So 87% of Americans Are not hooking up No wonder they're so grumpy I wonder why. Maybe the stress, the kids are at home, there's no private time. Probably
1: it's all the kids at
0: home. Yeah, it's part of it.
1: My suggestion is fight naked. That's what I just said <laughs> off air. Fight You're naked. at home anyway.
0: Number three, give them some privacy. Alone time is important, especially now. Respect the other space. Don't hog the TV. Allow them to go somewhere else. Number two, remember it's okay to be stressed out and upset right now. We're all dealing with it differently. Try to be a good listener one appreciate don't criticize our flaws seem to be magnified and annoying right now i know so over the weekend i uh, mean uh the missus my wife have you ever met my wife before
1: yeah that's me okay
0: um we had to put together a project i'll tell you what i'm i'm on this li- everything on that list is me um hey you've been grumpy i've been grumpy just pissed because i'm tired of like in our house, we have all these kids, and there's mess everywhere, and it's like, my life is in total clutter. And normally I can take breaks, but I can't take breaks. So I'm just like, look, you know, telling the kids, pick up your damn crap, pick up your stuff, pick up this room. And then they give me these little snarky attitudes, which normally I can handle, but oh, then I go overboard. And then once I snap, I start snapping at everybody. Like the other day, Xander, I told him, hey, you can't play, you know, I said, you can't play college, I walk in the room, You can't play this version of Call of Duty. It's got bad words in it. Mm -hmm. Why? My mom didn't say that. Go ask her. So he goes and talks to you and comes back in. She said it was fine.
1: That's what he said to you? Yes.
0: And I lost it. I lost it. So then now I'm like, well, it's not fine with me. And I turn off the Xbox. I said, this is my Xbox. Unplug it from the wall. What are you doing? This is mine. Right? So now I'm acting like a child. Because I'm like, no. Because I... And in, so now I'm a little pissed at you, to be honest, because we'd already had this conversation, but I had to remind myself that he's probably lying, right? Because he's either lying or he's he's misinterpreting the truth of what you said, because typically that's how he do. They like to pit us against each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I take a deep breath and I walk in and I see you with the girls and you guys are doing your nails and I'm like look we gotta, we gotta fix the washer we gotta get this done that
1: was not a look we gotta get this done you were mad was, and then I you was left pissed. the room and the girls were like what's wrong with dad and, and Reese looked at me she goes why do you guys fight all the time <laughs> and I'm like we were to... fighting and she's like yeah dad was pretty mad he was yelling at you you were fighting he
0: was not yelling
1: you were yelling I was you were totally yelling I
0: think I carried the tone I had with Xander into the room
1: yeah I know you which were... was
0: mine but I said we gotta fix we gotta fix the washer no, like you... we have to do this yeah
1: it didn't come out like that that's why I said something to you when I walked out and I was like hey you're kind of mad right now yeah and you're kind of mad at everybody maybe you need to go take a nap or something all the girls looked at me like with these wide eyes and they're like why are you fighting what's wrong with Danny
0: no I was just pissed at, I was pissed at Xander because we'd had this whole conversation and then he came in and did this and he had that you know that that attitude they give you with like I told you so what are you gonna do about it mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm about to show you what I'm gonna do about it <laughs> I'm about to show you You're what I'm trouble. gonna do about it yeah well so i took a deep breath and we decided to fix the washer we'll tell you how much fun that was in a moment
1: it's danny and kate
0: danny and kate show so we had to fix the washer uh we had a rubber piece that was worn out on it so we googled the video on how to do it and we decided to sit down and do this thing so we're watching this google video it took us i think an hour hour and a half or
1: so i think so it was a long time two
0: hours and we fixed it cool we googled sword. and yeah we googled. We watched
1: a video on youtube that i found yeah
0: on how to fix it and we fixed the damn thing and and it i'm involved proud of us
1: taking the whole damn washer apart like the whole thing except for like the sides of it
0: yeah the top the, uh, the the, the electronic the electronic panel the front,
1: all of they had to come off to fix one small piece that little
0: rubber piece that goes inside.
1: Oh God! And
0: then every step of the way was a was a horrible step. Like every step was just something that I was like, i want to quit. I can't do this. The
1: video made it look so easy.
0: Uh-uh. It was very difficult. But you know what? We did it. We overcame it.
1: We fixed the washer. We fixed the washer. Repair person. And I
0: will say afterwards, I felt so much better. Like yeah, we accomplished something. We did this. That we was teamwork.
1: No, you just were grumpy, and we tuckered you out, so you weren't grumpy anymore. It's, you're like a kid. We, when you're grouchy, we just gotta like make you run in circles, it's and possible. you feel better.
0: <laughs> so anyway, those are things that we did, and if you guys are fighting and uh, nitpicking at each other, know that even uh, us uh, are doing it. I think everyone's doing it. It's just it's tough right now, and every day it's the same damn day. I don't even know what today is. And you wake up and you do the same thing over and over and over again. And it is, it's life.
1: I can't imagine being one of, like, we're used to being around each other all the time because we work together. Yeah. On top of being married and having kids. But the uh, people who don't have to see, you know, people who go to normal nine to five jobs and they don't see each other for 10 to 12 hours a day. I can't imagine how that feels like then all of a sudden you're stuck with each other Mm. for a month.
0: Yeah, it's all bad
1: probably be fighting a lot more probably we're used to constantly being around each other
0: yeah and i think just now it's i usually had that five ten percent of i would go you know talk to clients and stuff and right. i'm not getting that right so but that's, for the
1: most part we're we're, we're n- always with each other yeah we're used to it at this point
0: all right we're gonna take a little break we're gonna be back in a moment
1: it's danny and kate Stupid people are everywhere.
0: Oh, it's even more stupid than you could possibly imagine. That sounds stupid. That's just stupid. Here's Danny and Kate's stupidest person of the day. That's really stupid, right? Stupidest person of the day comes to us from Kentucky. Officials in West uh, Kentucky had to shut down a drive through test center last week and said it was a scam. People running it were charging $250 to get tested. It's not clear if the tests were even real. Probably not. As soon as the people started asking questions, they packed up and left. They claimed they were official, but the whole thing uh, wasn't HIPAA compliant. Wow. Uh, So someone pointed out the sign they had up wasn't even spelled right. Listen to this.
1: Okay, I'm helping out
2: as a consultant making sure everything is being done properly. Yes or no, people have, patients have rights. Patients also have things called HIPAA, where well, we shouldn't be putting them on camera, we should be protecting them. You're violating that. First of no, all, no big certificate, no. you spell HIPAA wrong, you spell it
1: H-I-P-P-A, it's H-I-P-A-A. Y'all ain't even qualified to do testing here, yeah, that's what I thought, y'all ain't got no answers. Where you from, ma'am? <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky.
2: Whereabouts? Kentucky. Your mama's house. Oh, your mama's house. I got you. Gonna pack it up and leave. Cause and every time we see you around here, we gonna chase you out.
0: Wow. What
1: the hell?
0: People trying to rob people. You
1: could hurt somebody administering that test incorrectly, right? Oh, and if they're not using real equipment, is it sterile? I mean, they can make people sick or hurt uh, them.
0: That's all bad. On, well, there you go. There's your stupidest person of the day. We'll be back.
1: It's Danny and Kate.
0: What happened last night on the late night talk shows? West and Jimmy Kimmel decided to squash their feud last night. Danny and Kate don't know. They were asleep.
2: Oh, man. Talk about a freak show. So let's play it back. We're talking about the
0: fun he's having on his show. It's the Late Show Recap with Danny and Kate. Time to check in with your late night comedy shows. And there really are late night home comedy shows. So here you go. Uh, Enjoy. According to scientists, mice can actually make facial expressions based on their mood. Americans heard that and were like, that's great. Any word
2: on a cure for coronavirus? <laughs> Dave Grohl announced plans to deliver toilet paper to every American household. More like poo fighters, am I right?
0: Was <laughs> to <laughs> well, so this, there's a petition gaining momentum to name Dr. Fauci People Magazine's sexiest man alive. You know these are crazy times when the sexiest man alive vote is gonna come down to Dr. Fauci and Joe Exotic. <laughs>
2: It is getting a little grim around here, I have to admit. Yesterday, the highlight of my day was wiping down the mailman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you're curious as to why there's canned laughter, uh, Bill Meyer decided to add canned laughter to all his jokes from his house. So the other comedians said, hey, let's do it too.
1: They all sound like they're using the same track, though. Yeah, they're just... It (laughs) sounds identical.
0: Well, why not? It makes it sound a little more, I guess... um, that's what, it,
1: that's what it sounds like when it's in the audience, minus that like random overly loud person. Right. They just need a little of that, and it'll sound exactly the same as it used to. All
0: right, well, we're gonna take a little break and return. It's
1: Danny and Kate. If it's on the internet, it's hey
2: celebrities are rich paparazzis with the cameras good looking and
0: better than us
2: kind of nice having so much to celebrate
0: it's time for celebrity dirt only on the danny and kate show will smith gets creative
2: during corona from the entertainment tonight newsroom in hollywood i'm kevin frazier now this Will Smith dropped a new stay-at-home streaming series this morning. It features Smith hanging out in his garage talking to his family and celebrity friends. Will from Home streams Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on Snapchat. Jane Fonda brings back her famous workout routine on TikTok. The 82-year-old actress posted her first video last night and says she's bringing it back to help fight the climate crisis. Celebrating an E.T. birthday today, How I Met Your Mother's Kobe Smulders is 38, comedian Eddie Murphy is 59, and which 30 rock star first gained recognition on the CBS drama Knots Landing? That would be Alec Baldwin,
0: who today turned 62. Thanks for the update. We'll be back in a moment. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate on your morning drive. So, man, you've really. There needs to be some sort of information in Utah about marijuana, medical marijuana.
1: Is it legal in Utah, medical marijuana? I don't know. I, I would say no. Probably but I not, don't know. right? Let's They're just, a very conservative state.
0: Is medical marijuana. Marijuana. You
1: never can spell that word ever.
0: It's very hard to spell. It's like chihuahua. <laughs> can you spell chihuahua? No, I can't. Yeah, chihuahua it's so hard. Marijuana and chihuahua. Um, legal in Utah. Um, Utah cannabis uh, under house bill. Da, 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 da. Uh, working to reform thirty day supply of products. Uh, yeah, so I guess paraphernalia smoking is prohibited under Utah's medical marijuana law. Utah Medical Cannabis Act does not protect individuals. So I guess they're allowed. Doesn't,
1: that, make, doesn't make any, any sense. sense.
0: So they're allowed to eat it. But that's it. They're not allowed to smoke it.
1: Wait, that isn't. What did you Google?
0: <laughs> Is medical marijuana legal in Utah?
1: That should be a clear yes or no. Uh,
0: click here to apply for medical cannabis card. Click here to become a qualified medical Okay,
1: provider. so yeah, it's got to be yes then, right?
0: Yeah. So I would assume... Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, may purchase till 2020. So you have to apply and there's patience. So you have to actually be... Okay, so that's it. So you have to be a card-holding member. So it's not like for everybody. Not like in California or other states where it's like... You recreational. Know, recreational. Right. Um, and then... But paraphernalia, this is so weird. Uh, Utah Department of Health started accepting medical cannabis applications on Sunday, March 1st. Oh, so they just started it. Oh, okay. That's why there's not any clear. It's brand new. It's brand new. Anyway, with all that being said of uh, why we brought this up, apparently uh, children had to be, it was two of them, two children in Utah had to be hospitalized Friday night after eating marijuana gummies they got from the food bank. Apparently the local food bank got a whole bunch of discounted food items that they thought would be a great deal to start handing out. And it seems that they accidentally purchased 60 bags of medical nerd ropes candy that uh, were there at the food bank by mistake. They distributed as part of a church effort. The candy was uh, particularly potent, containing 400 milligrams of THC, when only 15 to 45 milligrams are generally prescribed to adults.
1: What, what, how would you not know you're purchasing... M- Cannabis candy Because it's not cheap
0: The Utah food bank Has apologized And the makers Of the real nerd candies Are cooperating With the investigation Oh lord So yeah It was a food bank That worked with the church To get discounted food That they could hand out To people in need they handed out some of these candies, but
1: like you can't just buy these candies at a regular store. They have to be purchased yes. by a dispenser at a dispensary. And
0: here's the other thing too: it clearly says oh, on the yeah. bag. Yeah,
1: if you've ever seen one of those packages, there's symbols. There's yeah. twenty one and only on them. They're THC, very clearly marked. Yeah,
0: everything is really marked, and there's big pot leaves on it. It said, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just don't understand how this could. How do you mistake? I don't get it. I can't. I don't understand how you can mistake it. And
1: how can you mistakenly access that? Because you, the the person who, because it, it said it was purchased, just discounted but it. But like, it was
0: purchased out of state.
1: But even so, it has to be. It's not like you can purchase it at a store. It had to be purchased via a dispensary. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's no way they just like gave it. Four hundred milligrams of THC. Jeez, Louise. Well, I'm sure you're not supposed to eat the whole thing.
0: Well, I, you know how kids are.
1: Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. That's probably why they After the first two
0: bites, they're like, man, I'm going to have some more. And well, then all of a sudden, they're yeah. just eating like crazy. And they had to go to the hospital to get their stomachs pumped. Well,
1: because they wouldn't know until it was oh, too late. Oh, that
0: would be a nightmare. What celebrity was it that ate too many edibles and passed out on a bench park? I forget which one it was. It was a girl.
1: What? I have no idea.
0: Yeah. And she just had so many edibles. She was just passed out on a, a bank. And she was tripping. And you can hallucinate it if you have to. I mean, anything is not good. So anyway, yeah, I guess moral of the story is don't take anything from a food bank in Utah. And, or, and or clearly,
1: like look at labels before you eat things. Like who's just handing people things and not looking well, at? Well, that's
0: why I looked up to see. So they're obviously new to the marijuana game since it just got passed like three days ago.
1: But it wouldn't be. A, this whole thing is weird because yeah. those wouldn't have been donated to a food bank. We're talking about a medical item. These weren't medications. This was a food bank. This doesn't make any
0: sense. And the uh, makers of Real Nerd Candies are cooperating, trying to figure out how they they got them. I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. Yeah. So fun stuff. Um, Okay. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come (laughs) back, we're going to talk about alcohol. You ready to talk about we're going to go from one drug to the other? Let's tell you all about alcohol and what's been going on with that.
1: It's Danny and Kate.
0: Danny and Kate show. Good morning to you. Thank you for being with us today. So uh, we have a family friend um, who tested positive for COVID-19. Her name is Darlene. And um, she's gone through this journey with it. And I wanted to get her on the show to talk about her experience because I know... There's some of you that may have heard about it, obviously. Um, Some of you may know some of the symptoms, the things that are coming up, but you may or may not have somebody in your immediate life that has gone through it. And um, again, this is a different experience for everybody. So I wanted to bring her on so she could share her experience. So first of all, good morning, Darlene. How are you?
2: Hi, Danny. I'm doing really, really good today. Thank you for for asking.
0: Well, thanks for coming on and talking about this of course this is a a big scary thing we've everyone's been staying home and everyone's been washing their hands and it seems like it keeps spreading uh all over the place like wildfire so i guess let's start with the basic is how do you think you caught it do you even know how you caught it or
2: yeah you know every once in a while i get a little uh i don't know like i start second guessing things but i i think it's pretty straightforward like I was in New Orleans three weeks ago. I went for uh, a business meeting with some other agent friends of mine. Um, and we meet once a year right around March the 15th and we have a, a business meeting and then we go out and have dinner and celebrate our year last year and just have fellowship with each other. And they picked New Orleans this year. Wow! So as we got you know closer to the date, I'd been traveling quite a bit for other training and stuff. And I was, I was pretty worn out. I was pretty run down and my immune system isn't always the best, but you know, I I thought, what the heck, you know, I need to go to this meeting. Right. I mean, I'm starting to hear this, but it really wasn't like, it wasn't really like as huge as what it is today. And, 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 and so my husband even jokingly said, Oh great, go, you know, go there and bring back the virus and kill us all. And you know, that kept messing with my head. Right. And so when I got home, Uh, and I didn't feel good, uh, that scared me a lot. And so I I did go uh, to the urgent care about five days after I got home. So I got home on a Friday. I don't remember the exact date. And then on the 18th, which is five days later, I went to an urgent care close by. And they said, I told them everywhere I'd been, New Orleans, which they'd shut the French quarters down the day after I left because of an outbreak there Mm and the virus. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, Um, I went to an urgent care five days later because I didn't feel feel right. I knew that something wasn't right. I was kind of scared, but I thought, no, there's just no way. But I kind of feel like maybe I have it. And I gave them all my symptoms, you know, that I was having. And uh, they basically said, well, you don't have any underlying health issues. Your lungs sound great. You don't have a fever. You just have allergies. We're going to give you a a Z-Pak, test you for the flu, test you for strep. And they sent me home. And I thought, okay. All right, well, you know, it's just a virus. I mean, it's just um, uh, allergies. You know, he says it's just allergies. So,
0: so your your initial felt- symptoms, you didn't have a fever, you didn't have uh, breathing issues. Yeah. Was this the first week you had it, or is this um, the first, like, four yeah. or five days?
2: <clears throat> the first five days, I felt really, really tired. I felt like I had a congestion, head cold, Um. I had an occasional cough, but mainly like, because it felt like my nose was draining. I wasn't like sneezing or coughing up everywhere. Didn't have a fever, but I felt, um, I felt like I had, I had some chest kind of chest pain, like not chest pain, like what you think when you have an heart attack, but just like this pressure on my chest. Mm-hmm. And I was so incredibly tired and I felt like this congestion in the back of my nose that I just couldn't clear. And I couldn't, I, I took. Allergy medicine, and I couldn't make it go away. And then I had this subtle headache that just would not quit. And I don't get headaches. And then too much information. But then I started having, you know, diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just this just doesn't this just doesn't feel right. And but you know, they said all I had was you know allergies. But they called and told me that my flu came back negative, and and my strep was negative. But I continued to not to not feel good. But my anxiety level kind of started building because i thought what if right yeah now
0: you're scared but, what is what is this
2: mm-hmm, yeah so this is what was the really weird turning point. point two things happen um all of a sudden like okay so the fifth day was the fifth day that was that i got probably infected and that's when the symptoms started so within that week you know i'm dealing with a headache and the loss of I, I just kind of losing my appetite extremely tired like I, I take sleeping pills to sleep when I really want to sleep because I'm so wired like a like a top so I couldn't sleep enough I felt lazy I don't know what's wrong with me you know and, and my head hurt and my throat hurt my I had a sore throat I forgot about that part in mm-hmm. my sick stomach but the weirdest thing was I I got up and I thought you know what? I need to start cooking right maybe eat more vegetables and have been taking my vitamins so I made a big old thing of broccoli and my husband came home and he was like like, dude, like, could you like, <laughs> could you, could you like light a candle? Or so I lit a candle, but I couldn't smell it. Right. I can't even really smell the, bar. I couldn't smell anything. And I thought, wow, I can't smell that candle. And I went lit another one. I thought, wow, it must be That's weird. You know? And, it, and then, and then it's like, I, I, something's just not right. Like I'm not tasting my food. Like I told him these apples have no flavor and I just, nothing I ate tasted good. My appetite was going away. And I, I think it was that night when I think my nerves were so shot. I thought, you know, I'm just going to have a glass of wine. That's what I'm going to do. That will be really helpful when you're sick is to pour a glass of wine, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so and, and I like my wine. And here I haven't been drinking for like, you know, like a week and a half. And so I go to have this glass of wine. And I thought, well, man, I must have left that bottle out before I went because, like, it's not a very good bottle. I can't even taste that wine. And I can't smell it. I can't taste it. And uh, so I thought, well, that's no fun. So I'm just going to go to sleep, you know. And then the next day I just felt worse. And then my son said, hey, mom, I, I kind of don't taste or smell anything either. You know, I said, really? So now I'm getting kind of freaked out thinking, okay, do I have it? Am I spreading it to my husband and my son? Mm.
0: Wow. You know what? Here, let's let's take a little break. I want to hear when we come back. I want to hear about your experience of getting tested and what that process was like. Okay. Okay. Um, because I think that's another big mystery. So everybody sit tight. We're again, we're talking with Darlene. She tested positive for COVID-19. She's telling her experience going through this. um, And we'll be back in a moment. It's Danny and Kate. Danny and Kate in the morning, again, still talking with Darlene. We are talking about her experience with COVID-19. She explained earlier her symptoms. She couldn't smell, couldn't taste, didn't feel right, didn't have the the major symptoms that people said you should have. You're supposed to, you know, have a temperature and have trouble breathing. I mean, you did have a light headache. Was it a continual headache 24-7 or was it off and on? No, it was pretty
2: much... It was constant like i mean it literally probably has just lightened up over the past couple of days wow. and and again i don't get headaches yeah. so it, it just sort of it, it's i never can say instead of or whatever the name of that because uh, you're not supposed to take ibuprofen for whatever reason when you have this and that's what i would usually take mm-hmm. if i did have any kind of joint pain um but when i took that it would sometimes help that would help but if i didn't take that it came right back and i i also had some weird body pain like 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 deep down like I just wanted a massage like and not all over like you know, you get the flu and you're in bed and you've got a fever you're all sweaty and you you feel horrible this was different it was like I just had kind of like pains throughout my body that would kind of come and go had this headache had this congestion my stomach was sick I couldn't taste or smell and I was just you know kind of kind of getting scared a little bit like what if right yeah so you go
0: you go to get tested what was that like was it painful to get tested
2: well, and that was a fear of mine. But my daughter, you know, you know, you know Danielle, like she, she was tortured through this whole thing because she just knew I had it, and it was driving her crazy. So I really, I probably went and got tested more for her than for me at that particular point, mm-hmm. was to give her the assurance that I didn't have it, right? Mm-hmm. And and so she said, "Mom, if you go to this accelerator, you can just do the drive-through thing." And I thought, okay, because I'm tired and I don't want to get out of the car. and I don't want to deal with this. So. I went over there and I saw the signs, I saw the cones, you go around to the back and then I'm like, okay, but you still have to park your car and then you got to go over here to this tent. And I thought, well, that's good. At least there's nobody at the pop-up tent but but these two gals. And so I'm thinking, good, maybe they'll test me and I'll go get back in my car, right? And uh, so she's like, what are you here for? And I said, I'm here to do the COVID test. She said, okay. And she gave me like a wristband that had a number on it. And I said, okay, well, here's some paperwork. Go sit in the lobby and... When you get done throwing out your paperwork, go give it to the guy at the counter and then go sit back down and they'll call you. And I thought, well, why did we have cones and why did we have a pop-up tent and why am I getting out of my car and then now going and sitting with everybody else in the waiting room? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I don't have it, if I don't have it, I might have it by the time I leave here. I didn't have a face mask. I don't happen to have face mask, right? Yeah. So here I am with COVID sitting in this waiting room with all these people. They did have chairs like with ribbon every, you know, five chairs or something. And then I go up to the counter and I give her my information and, you know, nobody cleans the counters after you've been up there. And then I go sit back down and I wait for them to be uh, called and then they take me back. And then what are you here for? And I tell her, okay, we'll go sit back out in the waiting room. I'm like, okay, but I, I'm telling you, I, I, I kind of feel bad. Like, like maybe I should go sit in my car. And she you can go sit in your car if you want and we'll text you. So I went out there for about an hour, I think. And then finally, I just, I went back in and I went to the counter. I said, look, you know, are, are you guys going to call me back? And she looked me up and she was, oh, oh, oh no. You know, kind of, and, and then they, uh, guess what? I was the next person. I called, okay, Darlene, come back. I go back and everybody looks at me like, what's she doing back here? And they're like, put her in room six. Well, they told me to go sit back out in the lobby again. And I started crying. I said, look, I'm tired. I don't feel good. I'm kind of getting mad. And um, so they said, okay, go put her in room six. So I went in room six, doctor comes in, and he says, what are you here for? I said, well, I traveled to New Orleans. These are my symptoms. And I said, about a few days ago now, I'm not being able to taste things. I don't have how many of smell or taste. And he goes, well, those aren't symptoms of the COVID. And I said, yeah, they, they are. You know, 30% of the cases in Wuhan had that in other Korea, other places. It's Like, it's, it's it's kind of one that's not talked about, but that and diarrhea. And he, he he just kind of shook his head. He goes, really? And I said, yeah, really. And so then he like checked my ears and he says, well, your ears are cloudy. You know, you just have allergies. Like, it, it, it's, it's obviously, it's just your ears, you know. And I'm like, God, I just feel like I'm crazy. And I said, okay. And I said, are you going to at least test me? And he said, yeah, I'm going to, I'll give you an antibody, but that's probably why your stomach's sick. Because that other doctor that said I didn't need it gave me the Z-Pak, which I'm actually grateful for. Because I think it might have really helped.
0: Mm-hmm
2: even though they didn't test me at the other end here, I guess I got that, right? So yeah. said, that's probably why your stomach's sick. Cause you just, you took, take, you've taken these antibiotics, but I'll give you another one for your ears. and I'll give you a shot and, um, and I'll test you. So then I thought, okay, good. And then at that point, I really didn't care if the test hurt. I just wanted to know. And I, I needed some peace of mind. Cause it, it turned out my grandson got a fever that night and, uh, he had it for five, a fever for five days. So like, I'm just like, I want to know before if I, I don't want to spread this. I'd already been staying home anyway, right?
0: Yeah. So
2: I thought it was going to be painful. Well, so all they did was they took a swab, you know, it a long, you know, cotton swab thing, and they put it on the, my uvula in the back of my throat, which made me gag, of course, uh, but it was fast. You know, and I'm like, are you sure that you got it? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I was not real convinced that they probably got it. <laughs> I wasn't real confident. <laughs> I wasn't real confident in the whole process at that point because I thought I saw her almost throw it away. So I got out of there and I went home. And then it's the waiting game, right? So, keep so, so Danny, I've I heard my friend Jill, so my roommate in New Orleans, my my agent friend that was with me, my state farm agent friend that's with me, she she got it too. So I called her. I didn't call her yet. We both knew we didn't feel good, but we shared our hotel room together. And so after, so I got home and I thought the, the waiting game was the worst, right? And my husband was convinced that you're fine. You're just overreacting and you're just, you just got a cold, the flu. And, um, so finally, finally, um, I kept calling every day and on the fourth day they finally called. And they they said okay, and she goes, you you tested positive. Like it was almost like, you know, like she was even surprised. And I said, great. And I said, well, what do I do? And she said, well, I don't know. She said, you'll hear from the health department. And I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, but how do I take care of myself? And she said, well, they'll they'll call you about it. I said, okay. Well, it really wasn't real comforting because now if I wasn't having shortness of breath, I'm having shortness of breath. Like yeah. at this point now, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, yeah, I think I'm dying. Yeah. This, right. And uh, it, it really did. It scared me. Like you start questioning your faith. You start questioning like, is is it, am I going to stop breathing right away? You know, like how does this all work out? And um, my head went a little crazy.
0: So, Well, well Darlene, we hold on say, real quick. I want to go to the next okay. step. We have to take one more break. And we'll come back and we'll get part three of this, okay? Okay, cool. Okay, Okay. so everybody hold on. It's Danny and Kate. We'll be right back. Danny and Kate show. Good morning. So talking to Darlene, uh, who tested positive for COVID-19, she had one of the rare symptoms of not being able to smell or taste anything, it's only about thirty percent of the cases. So, Darlene, has that come back yet?
2: No, my taste is coming back. I want you to know, I lost not one pound from this whole thing. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in that. You think if you couldn't taste, you'd lose weight, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe if I, I drank six gallons of water a day. Maybe someday all that water will go away. It's all water weight, but. Um, But yeah, no, I can, I actually, um, could smell today. The first time I could smell body lotion after I got out of the shower, you, you know, the silliest thing I was like, I smell apple. (laughs) I know it sounds so dumb, but but see, it's scary, Danny, because if it gets into your nasal passages, I've read some things that it it could penetrate the brain, you know, and it could be more serious than even going into your, your lungs. So, I mean, that's all hearsay. Who knows what's really about this virus, but just, just be safe, love on people, from a distance and, um, and just be, you know, I mean, I make sure your faith is right. Make sure your life's in order because you never know, right? You just never know. And, um, I'm here if you want to have another conversation to check in as you see things evolve. feel free to, to have me on again. I've enjoyed, I was a little weird. I didn't want to share my journey at first. I was afraid people think I was a freak or that I just wanted attention or that, you know, I'm just like, so I hope I've helped people somehow, some way in a good way.
0: I think you have because you're, uh, you're again these are the nobody knows these are the questions and it's so new. everyone's curious about what it's like and, and like we've said multiple times what we hear about is the people dying. We hear about other people surviving, but we don't really know what they went through. I think that's why when you watch um, that guy uh, what is his name Cuomo from CNN and you hear his stuff, you go, okay, because this really the first you've heard about it of someone that's not in a hospital but staying at home going through it and everyone appears to react differently to this so there's different levels of it so um i think hearing your level of it is is really eye-opening because it didn't fit the mold at all you know what i mean and yet here you are and you made it through it and that's and i think it's really awesome of you i'm proud of you for telling people and um, I'm really proud of you for stepping forward and doing this because it, well, thanks, it, it, it puts a face on it, and I know it's tough to do, but um, it tells a lot of people that this is real. You had it. This is, this is your experience, and I think it gives people strength.
2: Well, uh, you know what? And my girlfriend, Jill, that, that we were roommates in New Orleans, uh, we'll always have a story to tell the world. But she started a blog because when I got my positive diagnosis, I called her and I said, "Hey Jill, I tested positive." She says, "Oh my God, Darlene, I've had a fever for five days. And I've been throwing up, and I feel like she <laughs> can't say it the air. Yeah. She says I feel terrible, <laughs> and and uh, she said I'm I'm gonna go get tested, and she tested positive." So she had fever. She had, we stayed at the same place. We got the same virus We were at the same time and we were both affected differently, you know? And Mm -hmm. so she quarantined her room. She's got little kids and they would do FaceTime and do games together. So there's ways that you get through it. Right. And she's blogging about it to try to help people so that people don't all think that, you know, yeah, it's not fun. No version of it's really great. Right. But there's a lot of different versions and I don't want people to be afraid. Like, we, we have to get through this because we have to get back to our lives again. And we have to find ways to, to do it and to do it in a way that we don't affect any more people than we have to. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: So thank you again for having me on the show and thank you for your, your compassionate response <laughs> to me. You've always been such a good guy uh, to me and I, you know, I'm just grateful. Danny, I have a lot to be grateful for today. A lot.
0: Well, thank you, Darlene. We appreciate it. And um, we'll take a break and be back. It's Danny and Kate. danny and kate on your morning drive so let's talk about alcohol apparently drinking is up since quarantine we're bored yep the consumption of alcohol has now gone up 55 percent last month Ooh, hard liquor and spirit sales are up 70 percent over this time last year beer is up 67 percent wine 42 percent experts think virtual parties happy hours and quarantinis have been adding to the consumption trend in many areas. Liquor stores are deemed essential businesses, so I guess everyone's good with that. Isn't that crazy? But they also let pot shops are essential business stores as
1: Depends well. on the state, but.
0: So yeah. You stay home, relax, have fun, self-medicate. That's how
1: you gotta keep everyone calm.
0: Just do what you do.
1: Have a beer. Don't ride in the streets.
0: Well, if you want to do something else that doesn't involve alcohol or drugs, then you should try gardening because they say gardening boosts your self-esteem. Gardening not only makes your landscape look better, but it's also better for your health. Researchers in the UK have studied the impact of gardening on the body image and found those with greener thumbs and more self-esteem and body confidence. While everyone home is self-loathing, now they can tend to a garden and it can make you feel better makes you feel good about yourself i hate gardening
1: maybe it's because i kill everything but i really i just don't enjoy it
0: Uh, Trying not to gain weight during the self-isolation is harder than it seems. Many uh, people are getting older and grayer when the pandemic is going to be ending, but they're also going to be fatter. We're trying to not pack on the pounds, but medical experts have some advice to help you. They said use smaller plates, make less food, try to save calories, eat more protein, fiber, fill up, eat your raw veggies, do things like puzzles and all that. Um, So yeah, try to... Try to do that. But there is where was I just at? I just read something earlier. Let's see if I can find it. And this is right along those lines. People are basically eating stuff. Um you know, even though
1: they're probably snacking all day. They're
0: snacking all day and they're nervous eating and all that fun stuff. Uh but I just read a story how they said this this week in particular, do not go out. Why? They said, for some reason, this is going to be the big week um, as far as how massive this is going to be. And according to the doctor, I got to find the story. Oh, here it is. Uh, Saturday, the yeah Saturday's briefing, Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, said this is not the time to be heading to the grocery store or the pharmacy. She said, do not go this week. So whatever they know. They know this week's not the week to go.
1: But were they talking specifically about certain areas? Because not. I'm every, glad you asked. I'll play you the audio. Here you go. The next two weeks are extraordinarily important, and that's why I think you've heard from Dr. Fauci, from myself, from the president and the vice president, that this is the moment to do everything that you can on the presidential guidelines. This is the moment to not be going to the grocery store, not going to the pharmacy, but doing everything you can to keep your family and your friends safe. And that means everybody doing the six feet distancing, washing your hands.
0: So this is it, this is the moment. So whatever she knows, whatever they're not saying, they're saying this week in particular is going to be extra detrimental. And in fact, the Surgeon General said this week will be our Pearl Harbor and 9-11 moment. Here's that.
2: It's tragically fitting that we're talking at the beginning of Holy Week because this is going to be the hardest and the saddest week of most Americans' lives, quite frankly. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment only. It's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. And I want America to understand that.
0: So what what are they getting us prepared for? I feel
1: like that reference has got to be... I haven't heard the whole interview, obviously, but it, to me, making those references sounds like we're going to see the death toll spike Yeah. in the next week or two, which is what they thought anyway. They've been saying this for a few weeks now. But it, that same note, our numbers are far behind. And even the deaths being reported... A lot of these people didn't die today, they died yeah, yeah. within the last few days. Because it takes time to gather all this information.
0: So how much higher is it gonna get? They had fourteen hundred people die in America on Friday. Well, but they had thirteen hundred die on Saturday and twelve hundred on Sunday. See, but
1: even those numbers are askew because these it takes time to gather all this information. Just like it takes time to get the the test results and all that kinds of things. Yeah. All of these are a few days to a week by behind all of these numbers so it's not necessarily that 1400 people died yesterday that means that's that's now what they've added in but they could have died three days before that four days before that because it takes time to gather this information
0: all right we're going to take a little break and return it's
1: danny and kate